Talk with Eric podcast, brand new here for you. For the premiere episode, I'm joined by Fishty, and we talk about movies that haven't aged well over time, as well as talking about our favorite cult classic movies. We also fit in what we're currently watching, reading, listening in our lives, and it was a great conversation, so we hope you enjoy it, and let's jump right in. Is it better? Uh, yeah, I switched to Bluetooth. I'm trying that. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Okay. Bluetooth seems to work. Yay. Success. Success. How are you doing? Um, well, it's like past my bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> my apologies. It's okay. Uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm otherwise fine. I'm just slowly making my way through untamable and how is that going without giving spoilers for people who want to wait and don't have well, vip right and they're not vip um i i am giving it the, the the opportunity to prove itself with making some diamond purchases i have 5100 diamonds i think i can you know spare a few yeah um it seems very I don't, I don't want this to be taken the wrong way, but it seems very basic. Like it's a very exactly simple kind no, of story. Exactly how it felt. I, I know, I, <laughs> I know how it's going to go. Um, I, I don't dislike it necessarily because it's, it's got a kind of um, potentially has a kind of, of, um, a romantic trope that I enjoy, but. I just feel I I know exactly what the entire story is going to be. Yeah, I feel like I already know it. Right, all of it. The first moment. And I that doesn't mean I won't necessarily enjoy reading it, but it 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 will probably need to be something. They'll it'll need to be written really well in order to maintain earning diamonds from me. Um, yeah, it's at this point it's a diamond mine for me. I. Uh, I don't know i probably didn't need i probably didn't need to take that scene that i just took in the bar okay that, that seemed like a waste <laughs> um but you know it's it's so far it's fine i don't know why people are like oh my god about it but uh yeah, nothing blew me out of the water like like all wake of the dead the action yeah right away well yeah and then and then you have the whole the mechanic of wake the dead with the the hard choices that you got you got hit with that really fast and i was i was not expecting i was I, I was expecting all the hard choices to like be at the i mean i, I guess we're close to the end of the book now because i'm assuming it's going to end before crimes of Popping comes back who knows who knows how long it's going to be yeah it doesn't feel like it's close to the end as far as the storyline is really concerned so only seven days left seven days until the solstice but they've just introduced all sorts of stuff and yeah i think like most of that i really feel like it's there's going to be a book too i'll be shocked if there's not a book too with how much material there is there if there isn't a book two it's going to be a long book one yeah um like I, I feel like they can come the solstice will be the end of book one and then everything else that they're starting to introduce plus 
It could be. I think the tower will come back. Oh yeah, the tower. We still that's totally unresolved. I think the tower is going to be the like the big bad for season two. So yeah, it could be. It could be that. I'd be okay with that. That'd be fine. That's my guess. The season one will be up to the solstice, and then season two will be dealing with dealing with the tower afterwards. This isn't romance club. It's books, not seasons. Right. Um, but yeah, so basically, you know, I think a lot of the hype from some of the people is that it's not gender locked. Um, the sprites are all very pretty. Yes. They're all very conventionally attractive people. I don't feel like any of them are, are like. The CGs were nice. The CGs are really good. Um, yeah, those were good CGs. I'm, I'm gonna have to, uh, play it without sound. Because the like honky tonk kind of super <laughs> country song, big sky country, playing constantly in the background, and then all the things that are just ending with like an apostrophe instead of a G. Yeah. My inner monologue sounds like I'm talking right now, and then it's going to stick with that for forever, and I'm never going to get away from it. I will start talking like this all the time because I'm reading this <laughs> stupid book, and everybody's. Everybody saying stuff like this. Anyway, <laughs> it's not that. I can tell you, I don't care for the brother that much. No, he's he's a fuck. He's like make sandwiches. I'm like, what, <laughs> dude? When you play as a female MC, that's I'm, just I'm like a female MC, <laughs> I, I which I expect you to be because you you often prefer the yeah, the WW male MCs. Um, they're, they're fuck. Well, it's clothing. it's the open heart MCs and yeah the new I took the new MC face she looks like a combination of a couple of existing ones but I don't mind right. um no, no like, but like he was like make was, some sandwiches wow. and I was like excuse me <gasps> I have a fucking degree yeah like, what can I what, what can I do to help out you can make some sandwiches no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was I was not impressed with that. So anything else new? Watching any movies, TV, books? Um I saw Uncharted last week. How was it? <laughs> it was fine. Okay. <laughs> it was fine. It's fine. It's not bad. Um if you if you know the games, it's it's probably better. Um, because then you kind of understand the dynamic of the characters a little bit more. Um, it's it's fine. It's clearly set up for sequels, although I don't know if they're making any. Uh, I think it's doing well so far. It's already made like three hundred. Yeah, it had a great opening weekend. So, so I would I'll be shocked if it doesn't get a sequel, at least one sequel. Because you know it's got it's got it's got people who have box office appeal. And then it's a it's a really beloved series of games. Yeah. Um, it's just you know it's, it's uncharted. It it did accomplish that. I was like, oh, this looks like it's a reference to this game, and and that's like that game, and oh, I remember playing that part. <laughs> so that was kind of fun. Um, and then show wise, 
I think the only new one I've been watching is uh, The Gilded Age. I don't think I know that one. It's uh, the new one by the guy who's behind um, Downton Abbey, and it's set in New York in, like, oh, God. During the um, the railway boom, so, like, the era of, like, Rockefeller and the... Um, oh, the people who are behind, like, Anderson Cooper's family. Okay. Um, the ones behind the Biltmore. Um, the Vanderbilts. Um, doesn't, wrong. doesn't sound like a show I like. The Gilded... What is it? Gilded Age. What is it set? Googling. 1882. 1882? Yes. And it's, so it's this really lavish period piece, and it's, it's HBO, so they had a really big budget. Um, I tried Euphoria finally. I didn't like it. I have not watched any of it. My friend was just complaining about it because she's like, everybody realizes that these people are like 16 and there's really graphic sex in it. That's that's what that's what hit me. I was like, this is a, these people are in high school. Like, I know they're not in high school. Like, like the actors are not in high school, but. But it's still, it's, it's just awkward. And I'm just the like, characters are in high school. Yeah, it would. I haven't watched it yet, but I would probably react similarly. I don't need to think about a bunch of yeah. high school students. I mean, I, hmm. I, I, you know, I do like shows based in high school, but not when it's like that. Like that's just, you know, why couldn't you just base it in university? Yeah, I mean, if it's going to be really sexualized, and that's not to say that there isn't that sort of stuff that happens in high school, but I don't think that's something that people should be consuming because it's it's underage characters so it's like when you see everything else when there's when when you have like fan art of something and 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 you want to have a not safe for work fan art like you can't do that people won't do that they won't age up the characters some will but it's like you have to age them up like no one's going to go and draw you know some high school story fan art of i mean <laughs> i mean you got people that like that stuff i mean you got the people who counted down in millie bobby brown's birthday the sickos yeah but i mean but and then I there's know, for me i was just like it just made me uncomfortable i i think i i don't necessarily think that that and there's gonna be people who are like only a few years older and it's it's yeah. kind of it's it's difficult it's different in that sense because it's like i know that technically it's illegal but i mean really honestly you're not that much more mature <laughs> it's it's not that different for you if I'm watching it and having these thoughts, that's an yeah, issue. Like, yeah, like, I've I'm, been I'm, out of high school I, for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, like I graduated in, in 2000. So, yeah. I, I graduated before some of those. So, so, I graduated before some of the characters were born. You mean like the, the actual, like. Not the, like, the, not the, I mean, probably some of the actresses too, but um, before, like, what their age what their age are in, in the show like the oh. character's age yeah i mean because if they're all 18 and under you graduated 22 years ago now yeah <laughs> so like, you know what uh you know what other people can enjoy it i'll watch something else you know and if other people are going to enjoy it that's that's good for you i guess i did try love is blind 
which is ridiculous. Oh, um, uh, a friend of mine, for some reason, is really into that. And I was watching, I've also watched some YouTube, a YouTube uh, like, so I'm going to call him a commentary channel, but he's not really that. Um, he had a, a thing about it. And I was like, I'd rather just have somebody else explain to me what it is than watch it myself. <laughs> Well, everybody, I, I was trying to find something on Netflix. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to click on it. And I watched two episodes. I was like, no, this is this is ridiculous. Like, these people, you talk to somebody through a wall and they're like, okay, let's get married. I'm like, what? Like, why are you doing this? Like, is your love life that bad that you're going to marry somebody that you only talk to through a wall? Apparently, there's like the two couples from the first season who actually got married are still married. A couple years later. I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. I just, I don't see how it works. I, it wouldn't work for me, but you know, I wouldn't go on a show like that. So, <laughs> so that there, there you go. That that answers that question. It's like, would would you do this? Well, no, I wouldn't. Get, I wouldn't be get, there. Got the people like, oh, I'm judged for my looks. I'm like, you're freaking beautiful. Like, shut up. Oh my god, like so many of those people are either incredibly attractive or are just, you know... Like, if you weren't attractive, you probably wouldn't be on the show right now, so... Right. Could you imagine if they actually did do it, or it's like a whole bunch of... No, because... No, because you you, you don't... Even if you, if you fall for somebody's personality first, when you see them if they're not someone you're normally physically attracted to that's you're not going to still go ahead with it you have to learn to pair that personality with that this is going to sound horrible with, but with that face like you, oh, you have you have to learn to do it and then that's why so many times you have people who like maybe you weren't at first attracted to them but as you got to know them then you developed that because then they started to become attractive because you know who they are as a person and that takes time. It's that line between romance and friendship. That takes time to cultivate. So yeah. if you had people who were just straight up uggos. <laughs> again, I'm using offensive terms, but if they were. <laughs> and even I mean, though they had fallen for each other's personalities, there would be some awkward moments until they learned to get past that. Say what you will, people are. That's just not how people work. Yeah. So, but like some of them, they're like, oh, I, I can't get a relationship to work, and then you see how they are on the show. I'm like, well, maybe it's because you're a horrible person. Yeah, you fucking suck. That's why. Like, like this has nothing to do with anything. You just suck. <laughs> you're just a shit tastic person. Congratulations. Other than that, you I've actually suck. been reading a lot. I mean, really, I, I haven't been reading, reading anything. I need to read more, but I just don't give myself the time to do it. Right now, I'm reading some book for book versions of chapters books. See, they're better. <laughs> that's that, that. That the biggest thing I got out of the chapters is that if if the book if the chapters book frustrates me, but I know there's a plot there, I look to see if there's a book for it. I'm reading one of the ones that's been raved about 
and I feel like the storyline's really accelerated in the, the visual novel app. And I think that's that's part of the problem that you get when you're translating an actual book into visual yeah. novel form, because you have to make it go faster. Yeah, you have to condense it, and you have to add the sex scenes for the people who want that. You've, yeah, you've got to you've got to make it more interesting because people are going to want to pay more interesting. People, like if you're playing in an app, you want the sex scenes. Right. I mean, but that's, that's, that's where, where it gets, that's what keeps people interested in it, yeah. those scenes, you, right? That's the kind of app that you, it is. You, take, you get the sex scene, but you lose a lot of the character development. You can often lose that. There's a few on the, on the app where I don't think they've done that. I think they actually did it really well. And one of them was like perfect for that because it's 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 a book full of a whole bunch of like really intense sex scenes so that was great and then there was another one that i that i read and enjoyed and i, I got the audio book for it and it doesn't have like any of the sex scenes in it but it was still good yeah, like, the like one i didn't I mind was, uh, uh, kiss the girl which there's something like you, you read it and it's such a good it, it is a good story in the in the app but the choices are ridiculous Especially if you don't want to spend money on the app. Yeah, there, there are. I think that. And then you, you get the book, and I, I, I love the book. Like, it, there's three books in the series, in the, in the series, and I'm on the second book in that series now. There you go. By Melissa Breeden. The first one was "Kiss the Girl," and the second one's just three words. That about two other, two of the other characters from from, from the first book. They do that happens a lot. There's the, one of the ones that that translated really well because it had a lot of sex in it is a it's there's like three in that series and it, it's all the main characters in it all have their own story um but then you know alternatively there's another book by that same author that i read the chapters version of and then i got the actual book of and it's it's way better in its original book form because the relationship develops entirely differently although it didn't have one added sex scene that was really hot that was a downfall that's <laughs> just one so you know it's fine um and then the other thing i'm reading right now is i was telling my friend about some books i was reading and um they sent me to liter uh, literatica.com yeah, you you linked a thing on that, and I was like, "Wow, I haven't been there in a long time." <laughs> like this author's stuff is just really good. I I enjoy it, anyways. Uh, I really like their uh, character development. Hey, game Enigma chick. You can you can enjoy whatever you want. I mean, some of the stuff on there is ridiculous. Well, of course. I mean, like any site. Exactly. Um, oh God. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, she has a really good story called "Friends with Consequences," which I, I I absolutely love. I'm addicted to the story. Wow. Addicted. Addicted. Is is it still being updated? Uh yeah. I, oh. I actually I was talking to her on Twitter by DM, and she uh, said there's five more chapters to it that she's going to be releasing. You're even talking soon. to the author. Yeah, that's how into it you are. I I got hooked on it. Like it was just, I just really connected with the characters. You uh, you gotta go and and reach out to somebody who's producing some content that you enjoy because V's not doing podcasts right now. V <laughs> just abandoned us. She totally did, but she is alive. It's fine. Oh, absolutely. Life <laughs> comes first. Bros before hoes, chicks before dicks. Come on, V. 
that's cool though that you yeah, that she, she she has her life hopefully she comes back eventually but you know if she doesn't we got some we got a, almost a year of content out of her yeah i mean i'm sure it's a lot of work um and it can be kind of draining to go through that and you might as she said lose interest in stuff because it's just such a daunting task so if if she needs to take time off in between things like release them much less frequently or just stop for a while or stop altogether she you know she, we don't want her to burn out and and lose interest like, in everything i put very little uh very little effort into recording and it's still a bit of work so i can imagine if you're actually trying to be serious about podcasting yeah I, I wouldn't want to do it. No, that's not true. I probably would. But I'd probably like not edit things like ever. And episodes would come out like once every six months. Because <laughs> that's just special, how I do things. Special episodes. It's just a, tw- it's a biannual podcast. Last time we were here, I don't even remember what we were talking about. It was a year ago. <laughs> Was the Scrubs the last time we recorded together? Oh, no, the last time we were here? Yeah, I think it was Scrubs. I think it was Scrubs. I don't remember that we've... There have been things that you've told me to save for podcast episodes, but we haven't done any since then. Yeah. I don't remember what that one was. It was something choices related, and you were like, "Save it for a podcast." And I'm like, "You don't record choices podcasts with me." No, we talk about other stuff. And you can't steal that one for Ari because it's my idea. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was actually. Neither do I. So, <laughs> but let's get down to what we actually came in to discuss today. Yes, like, uh, movies that don't age well and cult classics movies which one do you want to do first or you just want to kind of go back and forth let's start with movies that didn't age well okay now um one of these that i have is just like a whole kind of genre of films one of mine is a genre well almost like a genre it's, it's not really a genre but it's it's like it's 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 a it'll make sense it'll make sense i'll just start with that one i'll just start with that one it's older disney movies <laughs> like dumbo <laughs> yes <laughs> and that era anything um, that has to have a a, t- a a a title card before it on disney plus do they have those on there? Yeah, Disney, uh, Peter Pan. Uh, like, it like, a, like it's a black screen and says uh, things depicted in this film were okay for the time, but aren't anymore, pretty much. Yeah, Peter Pan is a good one. Um, there's even stuff in Snow White. Yeah, they uh, put it uh, in front of. No, actually, I don't know if Disney did, but one of the companies put it in front of Gone with the Wind, and that co- that caused a big uproar. Isn't that Fox? Like, which would be Disney now? Who did? I don't think it's Fox. I think it was on. I think it was on Paramount. Oh, it was on HBO. I think when they did it. Oh, HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, HBO did but it, and people, people were like raw, and they were like, "Dude, it's about slavery. We're gonna tell yeah. you." <laughs> I, and they were like, "A black woman won an Oscar for it." I was like, "Yeah," and she wasn't even allowed to attend the ceremony. She was not. 
So that's she, not a victory when she can't even attend the ceremony. Absolutely not. Ugh, you, you use those kinds of things that are very... <sighs> the, crows, you... the crows and Dumbo? Oh, the crows and Dumbo. Yeah, the crows and Dumbo. And the um, and Peter Pan. The Indians and Peter Pan, the entirety of Song of the South. Um, yes, <laughs> which makes slavery look good. Which I'm, I'm, I, I understand that they they need to change things, and that they need to change uh, Splash Mountain. I don't remember what they're changing it to. Something else. Uh, but at the same time, this is where I start to understand a little bit, like what these people are saying, because I'm like. But it's been Splash Mountain my whole life. Yeah. Why are you changing that? The ride itself is okay, right? We can just fix that? No, but we, we can't because of what it represents. It's got to go. I'm probably never going to go back to Disneyland anyway, but it's got to go. <laughs> What's it changing yeah, there, to? Like, even some of the movies I love, like, I'm like, ah, I still kind of watch it, even though I know some of this content is horrible. There's some that I can't watch at all that I listed, and some that I, I'm like, ah, I'll still throw that on sometimes. The, I mean, as far as ones that I said that, that didn't age well, I, I probably would still watch Peter Pan. Um, or, um, my God, Dumbo. Dumbo upsets I, me. I love Dumbo. I mean, I really like the... the um, the Three Caballeros, so Saludos Amigos, but it's like, it's a probably also got a whole bunch of racist shit in there too. Um, <laughs> because I'm sure there's some white interpretation of of Mexican and Latin American culture that's wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm going through a list right now. Lady and the Tramp. 101 Dalmatians. Uh, what else has got stuff in it? Oh, the Aristocats. <laughs> yes. There's <laughs> now, a friend of mine had watched Robin Hood with her son recently, and she said that there were things in there that she had to tell him, like, this isn't what we do. And I'm, I was trying to think about what that would even be. Um, but I, I couldn't come up with anything. I mean, even even the the newer ones like Pocahontas has so many issues. Oh God, Pocahontas really did not age well. <sighs> it's good. I mean, though. the soundtrack's still great. I love the soundtrack. Like, the the soundtrack itself. is amazing. Um, the Lion mm -hmm. King probably has some things that are culturally insensitive. Hunchback of Notre Dame does because they keep talking about gypsies, and that's yeah. not a word you say. Um, Little, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Like, rely on your looks, sixteen-year-old. Oh, that's true. Well, I mean, that's meant to be that way, though. Because it's it's not only demeaning to Ariel, it's demeaning to men. Because she's she says that, like, men don't want conversation. Yeah. They're not interested in something intelligent. And it's, so it's demeaning to both of them. Come on, they're not all that impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can. <laughs> uh, what else? I'm just going through the list. No, I think those are. I think. I mean, those there's there's ones, there's maybe. stuff, but those are, yeah, those are the big ones. I mean, I'm sure you can look at anything and find something. 
Probably. With Disney, especially any, any pretty pretty much anything pre two thousand for sure. I'm sure someone's going to tell us that we missed something major, and we're going to be like, "Oh, fair." Uh, so <laughs> for me, the first one that jumped to mind is Kevin Spacey films, especially American Beauty. Mm, that's a good point. See, I was thinking more of like what content is bad, but you're right. Like that's going to be the same thing. Like now you can't watch. That's the only one that I went with an actor. I mean, there's plenty of examples, but that's the first one that jumped to mind. Like American Beauty does not age well when you find out what Kevin Spacey has done in his past. In his past. I mean, honestly, though, done to people. when you think about the kind of stuff that, that's in American Beauty anyway, it's, yeah, it's already mean, a difficult movie. And so then you add that on top of it and you're just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good one. Cause, and that sucks because he's been in some great movies. Yeah, I feel. I think the only one I can still watch regularly with he, him in it is Seven, and it's probably most because he's barely in it. Oh God, you're right. Like if I couldn't watch Seven, which by the way, cult classic. If I couldn't watch Seven, <laughs> it would be such a loss. It's such a good movie. I mean, I, I, I don't love his movies. Like I did enjoy American Beauty, but I can't watch. I can't watch American Beauty at all. I want to look up Kevin Spacey. We're going to see. I had a, a, a couple Usual of Usual Suspects I really like. Usual Suspects is great. I love Seven. Seven is great. Oh, he's in Baby Driver? I haven't seen that yet. I didn't love it. <coughs> it was okay. It wasn't great. It's like my kind of weird kind of comedy so it's like la la land people every like everybody seems to love it and i was just like eh, i understood okay. the hype for la la land um but i got over it personally very quickly oh let's see what a oh, outbreak <laughs> la confidential is good but i think you know he doesn't necessarily make it oh he can't watch a bug's life bring it back to disney pixar movies oh because there you go you know what else though this is the this is the thing to kind of go along with that john lassiter is a scumbag and so a lot of pixar things that he was highly connected yeah. to is difficult because he was he's he's right there doing the same kind of shit just yeah. which sucks because i love Pixar. But... yeah he can still watch them now it's fine i i, I never consider bugs life as one of those well, it's because it's voice acting but I always forget that he's a voice in Bug's Life. He's Hopper. Yeah. Oh, well, he's still getting jobs. That's interesting. Sadly, yes. I gave up House of Cards after the first one when he killed the dog. I was like, nope. Oh, I didn't know he did that, so I'm not going to watch that anymore. Yeah, it's like the first scene of the first episode. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> I don't like that. Like, uh, like I understand you're doing this to make him like make sure people know he's a horrible person as a character, but no. <laughs> if that's how you're gonna start the show, I'm out. Like like John Wick. Like the only reason why that was stomachable is because it, it the whole movie was just about revenge for his dog. Yeah. Granted, it's about the deeper meaning about how it was the last gift from his wife, blah 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 blah. But revenge for his puppy. Fuck you, Theon Greyjoy. <laughs> it's, the, it's the same I am legend when the dog dies. I'm like, Ugh. it takes me out of the movie. 
don't like it when the dogs die. I don't like it when the animals die. Or where the animals are sad. Same with like, we're we're watching Criminal Minds now, and when animals die, I'm like, not the dog. Like, like, like one of the worst things ever in cinematic history. Never ending story. When his horse gives up. Yes. <laughs> it was uh, Old Yeller hit me so much, so hard as a kid. Oh, I've never watched Old Yeller. My mother wouldn't let me watch it as a kid because it made her sad. So I, I know, I know it. I don't need to watch it. Um, but you could be like Phoebe, just make up a different ending. Oh yeah, Phoebe. <laughs> um, no, like like uh, going back to Disney movies. Even though this isn't one that necessarily has a problem, uh, but the Fox and the Hound. I haven't seen that movie since I was like three, but it is, it has traumatized me. I cannot, I can't, I can't. And, and it's, it's sad from the beginning. And I just. I when, she, when, when she abandons the fox. Well, in the very beginning, like his mom is trying to find a place to hide him because she's being hunted. Yeah. And then she gets killed. That's the the suggested thing that happens, like with Bambi's mom, right? Yeah. Humans are the are the villain. So and and then there's the whole the whole just the sadness about how Copper and Todd can't be friends because they're different. It's awful. <laughs> hound dog. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. It makes me cry. What <laughs> uh, was the uh, the Futurama Futurama episode where uh, uh, Fry's dog dies? I I can't watch that episode. I can't. No, I don't like it when the dogs die. I don't like it when any uh, of the animals die. I don't like you, it when you when you find out that he sat there and waited for him. Oh God! Yeah, he did. Can Fry never came back? Because it, it just shows him sitting outside the pizzeria waiting. I'm just like, nope, 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 never again. I've watched the episode once. I will never watch it again. I didn't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like I hate movies that are all about like, like the connection between the dog and the and the and the whatever. I don't I don't want to watch it because it's just gonna make me sad. Like a dog's purpose. Nope. I skipped that one. I skipped Marley nope. and Me. I never watched Marley and Me, but we had it uh, when I worked at a movie theater. And I, I it was like the last movie to get out. So I always had to wait for it to finish because I worked at a theater that nobody went to. And I would stand up there in the projection room with the, the, the window open just to wait for the stupid movie to end with everything else done. And it was the funeral scene, and I would just sob. But I'm like, I don't even know what is happening. It's just the dog is dead. Now I'm sad, and I'm crying by myself in the movie theater. So, what was next on your anyway? List? Movies that don't age animals. well. Anything with dead animals. <laughs> yes, dead animals are they, they personally don't age well for me. And that's instant. As soon as it happens, I'm done. Yeah, it's like oh, I'm done. I'm out movie sucked why dog died um okay so kevin spacey and disney movie god okay well i gotta get i gotta go i gotta get a hold of myself <laughs> um doesn't help that my allergies are also crazy today so i already had a runny nose okay so here's one 
and I honestly haven't even seen this one. Um, and it's it's meant to be like controversial, but it's not one that that you can really watch now and 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 feel the same way as when it came out. And that's Blazing Saddles. Oh yes. Like it's it's meant to highlight those like all Mel Brooks movies. They're they're meant to highlight those those um injustices yeah, and inequalities, but you could get away with making movies like that in the seventies. You cannot do that now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you're trying to make a point, which he was doing in that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody would be brave enough to make it today. No, and because it, it's it's too much and i think that in a way speaks to how we have come as a society even in that that we'll say what is that 50 years um god <laughs> just felt really old for a second <laughs> but in that in that timeline um that that when now we know like it makes us uncomfortable because we know that that these things are true and that it's it's not the kind of thing that you can do and film anymore because it's while it is telling a, a, an honest uh in a, in a really over-the-top way it's telling about an honest situation that needed to be addressed you're like you feel like it's um exploiting the people who are in it and and it's just we don't we don't do that anymore we just don't do that anymore and maybe we should sometimes like push those boundaries a little bit but you'll never be able to get away with with what he did Never, never, never. No, because I mean, even comedians who try that stuff uh -uh. get canceled. People get canceled for something that they did ten years ago. Yeah. Because and it's like well, they did it ten years ago, and ten years right. ago, not this is again not to say that it's acceptable and that makes it okay, because you know the shit that happened on Mad Men is not okay, but like it was, you could push those boundaries a little bit more ten years ago in comedy. No, and comedy is supposed to do that. I can't cancel somebody for something that they tweeted ten, 10 years ago. No, I, I can't either. If they tweeted it last week, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, like, like if they're still tweeting the, the crappy stuff they tweeted 10, 10 years ago. Sometimes you yeah. have bad takes. Sometimes you haven't learned. Have you changed? Have you learned? Okay, cool. You, ex you understand that what you did, what you said was wrong. You're acknowledging that. You're owning it. You're not trying to pass it off like what fucking Kevin Spacey did with his shit. Yeah. And cool but you know yes i agree if you were gonna go and and tweet something yesterday that's a different story well it depends on what it is you said like i'm not a fan of people who go hunting for old tweets no but you know there's always going to be somebody like that who's always trying to dig up something that you did some one-off thing that you may have done and maybe you realized immediately in that moment that it wasn't the thing you should have done but you still get knocked for it but that's a whole other thing yes cancel <laughs> culture is its own problem it, I, I get the concept of it. I understand what it's trying to do. And I think in certain respects, there are instances where it is the right course of action. The problem is that it gets to be really nitty gritty. And it's like anything that ever may have once offended somebody that they did when they were five 
now that whole person is canceled for one thing that's a small thing in the grand scheme of things works because unless you do something that upsets literally upsets everybody because like you have like what was the there was a country singer like two years ago that got caught saying the n-word and then he ended up having like the number one album of that year well, I mean, look at like we were just talking about this in a different conversation uh, with at work. Chris Brown. Yeah, like he still has hit records. Because my friend in, in a group chat we have at work, a friend sent a gift with with Chris Brown in it, and another friend was like, "Nope, nope, don't like Chris Brown," and he was like, "Why? Because of Rihanna?" Blah blah. It's like, well, that's that's enough. But he's also just an asshole and a all around piece of shit who continues to be that. And he was like, yeah, but he's got good dance moves. It's like, well, you can't do that. You can't be like, well, you know, yeah, sure. He beat the shit out of Rihanna, has been accused of rape by multiple people and has been, uh, you know, also been accused of other forms of physical assault by multiple other people, among many other things. But he's a good dancer. No, fuck the fact that he's a good dancer. Even currently, like the crap Kanye is doing to Kim and Pete. Yeah. Well, like what he's putting them through right now, and people are still like, "Oh yeah, I support him." Like, no, you're an asshole. You well, so, he's he's already fucking insane anyway. But he's stalking people. He's then, he's like, but people are like, "Oh yeah, he, he has bipolar." Like lots of people have bipolar bipolar disease and don't do what. That's not an excuse. No, that's like, the thing. Like your mental illness, if you have one, most people have something similar to it. Um, it, yeah, they ha- very few people are quote unquote actually normal, right? Yeah. Somebody has something. You have a neurosis. You have some sort of something. Just because you have that does not excuse what you do. When it's something that you can control you can take your medication yeah, you can go to therapy there's treatment for it there's therapy and he's choosing not to and he's i mean if he, even if he is taking his medication he's just an asshole he's just being an asshole he's like one step away from oj in this way like hiding in as bushes i heard yeah oh no like, when he sent her a truck full of flowers on valentine's day i'm like dude unnecessary take, take a fucking hint man Whereas I haven't watched it, I refuse to watch it. But if you in his new new, new music video, he decapitates a claymation that looks like Pete Davidson. I don't, I don't intend to have anything. I don't like Kanye's music, so I like his older stuff, but I don't, I don't listen to it anymore. I'm... I don't like his voice. <laughs> so that kind of yeah. kills everything. Just not liking the sound of his voice. Uh, so next on my list was um, another set of movies, Don, John Hughes movies. Not all of them, but there are some that have more problematic. Elements. You know, I was actually thinking about that because I was thinking of Sixteen Candles. Sixteen Candles when he lets the nerd take his girlfriend. And the whole um, selling the the, the the underwear, the underwear, and the that one character. Um, oh yes. Long Duck Dong? Uh, yeah, the Asian character. Like, that's that's up there with freaking Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yeah. Even though it's played um, by an Asian person in that movie, that still doesn't make the characterization of it right. It's not played by an Asian in 
Breakfast of the Tiffany? No, no. In Oh, gotcha. in 16 Candles. Mm, okay, I got gotcha. No, Mickey Rooney is not an Asian person. <laughs> I, was like, I, was, I was like, no, Mickey Rooney. Uh, Breakfast Club. Bender does so much crappy stuff. And he puts his head in Claire's, between Claire's legs without her permission. Like, like, yeah. Breakfast Club. Yep. You know what's good, though? Like Pretty in Pink, the one character that, like, Becky's toxic. Oh god, I don't remember anybody from Pretty in Pink. Molly Ringwald and guy from Two and a Half Men. Yeah, um, it's it's uh, John Cryer and Andrew McCarthy. Yeah. James Spader is in it. Like, there's just, there's a lot of problematic stuff in some of his more popular movies. But I love Ferris Bueller. Oh, I I still watch Breakfast Club. <laughs> Trying to think about what's bad in Ferris Bueller other than the fact that they're ditching school. I mean, the way he treats basically bullies. He does <laughs> bully Cameron. Like, poor Cameron. Like, he does, the way he treats Cameron is horrible. He does treat Cameron very, very poorly. That is that is a good point. He's going to keep calling me. Mm. But it's such a good movie. It actually kind of mirrors the way Cameron's father treats him. Yeah. There's like a deeper thing to that. And a lot of people, I don't think, you don't necessarily catch that on the first, the first few watches. But I don't know. It's still good. <laughs> oh, like I said, like I still watch Pretty in Pink. I still watch 16 Candles. Oh my God. I totally forgot. There's he was so many. Home Alone. Yes, Homeboy has a lot of issues too. Oh, and he did National Lampoon, which is another one where it's like the, you, the vacation ones. You can't really get away with a lot of the shit that happens in the vacation movies anymore. That being said, I do enjoy them. But then they're also kind of shitty now too because fucking Trevi Chase has just gone full asshole. Yes. So and I only had other one other one that I put in did not age well, which was Revenge of the Nerds. I thought about that one, too. But I also thought about, like, Animal House. Actually, which is, you know, the house, sequel, yes. basically the prequel to it, so. Uh, like, when he puts on the costume and sleeps with the girl, and then she, like, dates him, I was like, no, no. <laughs> like, it's just raped her. Yeah. This is rape. This is rape. Uh, like these people are not heroes. No, not at all. That's just, that's a good. That's that's a. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I watched it like because I, I had so many good memories of watching that movie as a kid, and then I watched it like a few months ago. I was just like, like why was I allowed to watch this? Like it's like Greece. Why was I allowed to watch? Oh Greece? God, Greece was one I thought of, but I decided not to mention. But like, Greece is problematic. Like, there's no reason as a kid I was allowed to watch this stuff. Like, just because yeah. it's a musical doesn't mean it's good for kids. I loved Greece, but it was so not appropriate for me to be watching. If only for Greased Lightning. 
of summer 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 nights is just as bad too. Well, that's true. That's I took true. Out beyond, under the docks. Beyond, under the docks. We made out under the docks. Yeah. yeah. Even if his me? shit's all a lie, it's yeah. still can she find me a friend? Yeah. Good. <laughs> oh God. Uh, there's all sorts of stuff that's Plus not right. The, the slut shaming that Rizzo goes through. Slut shaming that Rizzo goes through is intense, which is and really hypocritical because like half of the fucking cast is extremely promiscuous. Yeah. Did you have any other for didn't age well? I've got a newer one that didn't age well. Okay, what do we got? Love actually. Definitely. It. It's a movie I still enjoy. So it's one that I can still watch. But now when I watch it, I'm like, none of these relationships are healthy. No. <laughs> they're, yep. they're all mostly awful. I actually watched a video. One where they don't even speak the same language. That will. So I watched this video that was this guy who's a relationship uh, therapist or counselor or something like that. And he does. Uh, he reacts to to movies and the relationships in them and he actually listed that one as as one of the healthier ones because it it talked about how sure a lot of it was like filmed in such a way that it was it was focusing on what she looked like but it talked about how they had to like learn like they took the time to learn each other's languages however poorly but that the relationship was built on the interactions that they had without really even being able to speak um which is the way he described it was more sense than how i'm doing it but it, it was no, that, it was, that, that makes sense and it's sad that that's one of the healthier relationships in the movie. but like the healthiest one he said was the one between liam neeson and thomas birdie sangster which is the the stepfather stepson relationship and how it was it was there was no toxic masculinity in it. And it was great that there was a guy like Liam Neeson, who's known now for his action movies, yeah. who's like, you know what you need? We need Titanic. Like, <laughs> We need to watch this overly emotional, romantically sappy film because we're having these deep conversations about love with a nine-year-old. Yeah. And on the other spectrum, you got you uh, what's his name? calling his love interest chubby yeah and so there was those that was like the worst thing in that one is like the fat shaming in it um but the the other aspects of that relationship aren't that bad but then you've got the one that everybody romanticizes and it's uh the one with andrew lincoln and kira yeah, knightley like, that's your best friend's wife it's your best friend's wife. When you listen to what she says, he never talks to her. He's always cold and mean to her. Like they have no relationship. And he's like sort of stalkery about it. Yeah. Like you don't show up with cue cards and then kiss. Like why did she, why does she kiss him? I don't it know. No sense to me. Like it the no, it's not a good thing. And then you've got um you got the the Alan Rickman when he's cheating on Emma Emma Thompson. Yeah. Um, Damn it, Snape. You've got the one with with Laura Linney and Rodrigo Santoro, where their relationship itself isn't 
super awful. It's not too much different from the Andrew Lincoln, Keira Knightley one because they don't really know each other very well. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of relationships, when you start off, you don't necessarily know the person anyway, right? Like that's the whole point of it. But the unhealthy part of that is is the way that she allows, I mean, not that you shouldn't put family, like family shouldn't be important, but the way that that like overtakes everything for her is like the relationship yeah. with her but and we talk about these things like they're all supposed to be these really positive relationships and this movie is just full of so many affirming things because it ends with god only knows and is talking about how great you know it is that love actually is all around um uh, it, no it's full of a lot of crap yes oh the the one with bill nye and his his manager is also one of the, the better ranked ones but then also not <laughs> it's weird it's all over the place and i think that the ones that people really look at or looked at at the time 20 years ago now almost and they were like yeah these are great like love stories but they're trash no yeah and they're just horrible depictions of what love actually is crap or ever or everything's really just superficial and it's not it's like why are they including like in the the uh the montages of all the good stuff that happens like you've got the one with the the guy who goes off to wisconsin Which is the, i thought it was one of the better ones i just thought it was funny it's funny but it's terrible as far as like yes. actual quality of relationship in there. And then when you think about it now and you think about the the way that it is it is overplayed. Like it's intentional that they're supposed to be like so so instantly caught up by the fact that he has an accent. Like that's just the joke. Yeah. But it's also kind of awkward because you're like, oh, you're literally just using them for that. Yeah. Gross but I still watch it. I haven't watched it in a long time. I haven't seen it in a long time, but there's, I still, I still, I would still watch it. There are some things in it that I would be willing to put that aside for because there's things in it that are just really funny. Like the whole Rowan Atkinson scene. With the gift wrapping the present. Yes. And um, I love the whole one with uh, Martin Freeman, the body doubles. I like yeah. all those ones. Those ones are hilarious. But yeah, no. Not good lessons in that movie. <laughs> not at all. Are we ready to move on to cult classics? Or did you yes. have any other... No, that's... Right. I mean, that's... We could probably easily come up with a bunch of other ones, but that's oh, a good yeah. place to stop. So I, I, can't, I only came up... I, I limited myself to four of my favorite cult classics. Okay. Um, so first one I had was Empire Records. Okay. It uh, made me want to work in a record store when I was younger. For those people who don't know what record stores are. Yeah. So there used to be these stores. Where you could buy music. You bought music. And you know what else they would often have? They would have TVs that were uh, not flat. And they were playing these stations that that showed music videos. It was a good time to be alive. <laughs> I loved going to record stores. I miss Tower Records. Have you seen Empire Records? I have. It's been a long time. A long I watch it every time. Rex Man in Day. 
every what day? Rex Manning. Am I should I should I recognize what that is? So like in the movie, it's like Rex Manning. They're like, it can't be sad. It's Rex Manning Day, and there's a group of fans that celebrate it every year. It's oh my god, it's Maxwell Day. Caulfield. Yeah, it's, it's the guy uh, from Greece too. Yeah, uh, it's <laughs> April eighth of every year. See, I've I haven't seen it in a long time, but I've totally forgotten that Rex Manning was a thing. Okay, so you watch it every April eighth. I want to have to rewatch it. I want to try to rewatch it on there's, Rex there's Manning Day. So, there's so many good lines in the movie. Damn the Why man, not? save the empire. My name's not fucking Warren. God, I don't remember like anything from this movie. I remember watching. I remember going. I get why people like this, but I, now I've forgotten I everything. That scene cracks me up so much. Where he's like, "My, my name's not Warren." And everybody's like, "I thought his name was Warren." His name is <laughs> <laughs> he's going through the CDs that he stole. He's like, crap, crap, crap. Whitney Houston. For my girlfriend. Sure it is. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, uh, Lucas was such a funny character. Lucas was such a what character? Funny. Funny. I have to put my Rory other Cochran. I was I I'm actually looking at Rory Cro Cochran's Internet Movie Database page right now. It's funny you should do that. You should bring him up. So I'm like, what else have I seen him in? Fucking nothing. You you must have seen Dazed and Confused. Uh, no, I actually haven't seen Dazed and Confused. Wow. What about CSI Miami? No, I don't watch any CSIs. I have seen him in uh, A Scanner Darkly. Good movie. Yep, 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 yep. That was actually filmed where I live in that general region. You should watch Days and Confused. It's hilarious. I should, but I just haven't. Public Enemies, Public Enemies. Oh, that's the Johnny Depp, Christian Bale thing. I've seen him in that, too. Oh, I've seen an Argo. Okay, so that's another one. Uh... Did I finish watching this? I've watched half of The Most Hated Woman in America. That, yeah. Okay, so I'll that's watch... Such a huge crush on Liv Taylor. On Liv Tyler? Well, yeah. I, well, I can totally... I don't know why that doesn't surprise me. I expect that. Did you did you love her in that thing you do? I love that thing you do. It was also filmed around here. Directed by Tom Hanks. There's 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 a a diner that's also a pharmacy that's still open that they use all the time. But yeah, I didn't I didn't put it on the list, but I absolutely love that thing you do. Is it a cult classic? I guess it would be a cult classic. It's a great I movie. Think it is. It's so it's so fun and it's it's very light. It doesn't it doesn't weigh on you. It doesn't it doesn't have any over anything. It doesn't overly sexualize things. It's I like the music in it too. Not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, the, 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 the title track is a banger. The title track is amazing. I also love the other one that they do. Um fuck, what's it called? The, they 
the only other track that they perform. I did not like the title track when it was slowed down. I was just like, this is boring. And when he adds the drones, I was like, all right, now I, now I get the song. That's when he, when he does it accidentally too quickly. Yeah. The whole movie. What's it called? It's called... It's called... Oh no, they have other ones because Little Wild One is in it. That one's pretty good. What is it called? You know what though? It has some of my favorite lines like ever. And I don't know if people know that I'm quoting this movie. Like like at the bar um, when the, the bartender is or the, yeah, the, whatever it is, the bar owner is laying out the, uh, the extra money on the <laughs> on the bard, it's it's Steve Zahn, and he's like, "Do you know what this is?" And he goes, "Presidential flashcards." <laughs> <laughs> like, I love that. I love Captain Geach and the Shrimp Shack Shooters. <laughs> I, the one I used to quote all the time was whenever I would get home and lights were still on. I was like, "It's closing time," and you left the lights on again. <laughs> <laughs> It's got so many good ones. Like, what, what happened to Chad? Loser broke his <laughs> arm. <laughs> <laughs> and they're jumping over the... Jumping over the parking meters. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, Chad, Chad fell and got hurt. <laughs> oh, Dance With Me Tonight. That's what it is. That's the other one that I was thinking of. It's got great. It's great. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. I like, I like the song that the... Um... The, the band that's like the Supremes. I'm oh. Assuming, I like the song that they sing. I do too. And I also like Ethan Embry on the side of the stage yeah. acting out all of their movements. Yes. <laughs> I love Ethan Embry. Oh, it's such a good movie. Okay, so. What, what, what was yours? How many did you come up with? How many do? Basically, almost all of my favorite movies are cult classics. So I, I, I had originally only thought of three, but I could pretty much come up with like a billion because yeah, I love... I, I, I limited myself to four. Like I love um, Coen Brothers movies. And those are like all instant cult status kind of things. Even though sometimes they, they, they're really popular, like so many people know The Big Lebowski, but The Big Lebowski is still very much a cult movie. Yeah. But I didn't put that on there. Um, so we'll go with this one. We'll go with, with one of the ones that that maybe you are expecting. And that's going to be Clue. Yes, I commented. I know, and I ignored it. <laughs> I fucking love Clue. Uh, would you say this is a cult classic? Question mark. Yes, I would. It's amazing. It's so good. And then when, especially when you take in the consideration that it had three different endings and it was released with three different endings. So yes. you didn't know what ending you were going to see. So there was entirely the possibility that you and your friend would have seen a different ending and you'd be talking about it and not have the same experience. I'm surprised they haven't done that again. Seriously. Like, they just weren't creative enough to do it. Oh, it's so good. When he's running room to room. Tim Curry? Yes. I love like, Tim Curry, Joe. He's explaining everything and he's all sweaty. Yeah, he's just running room to room explaining what happened. <laughs> such good physical comedy. Oh, it's so good. It has such a great cast. It has so many fantastic moments in it. 
Like it's just like it's <sighs> it's the top tier of what you should do if you're turning a board game into a movie. It like seriously, has there been another board game movie? I mean, maybe well, Jumanji was a board game afterward, so that doesn't count. Yeah, I like, know. I wouldn't count Jumanji. Like, have you is there another board game movie that has been successful? I mean, not successful. Like Battleship was horrible. Also had nothing to do with the board game. Even though they marketed it as like the board game. Like it was such a clever idea to make it that they were pseudonyms, these things, and that they were and all the weapons were used in all the different rooms and the secret passages from the board game are on the thing. And yeah. Oh. Alright, so movies based on board games. Clue, Battleship, Ouija, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons is not a board game. Yeah. I'm just listing it. <laughs> well, whoever came up with that freaking list is wrong. It's not a board game. It's a TTRPG. Uh, <laughs> Candyland apparently has one. Cartoon. Oh. Ouija was bad. Battleship was bad. Uh, documentaries don't count. Nope. Would you count Queen's Gambit? It's not a movie. Yeah, that's right. It's a TV series. So maybe you could go um, with like searching for Bobby Fisher or whatever it is, but no, because that's not really. Because what makes Clue. Either Clue's the best example. Great is that it is the game. They're all trying to figure it out and, and they only have pieces they only have hints and only have portions of the thing then they keep making suggestions that may or may not be right and it, so it's it's not just based on the board game it it is the game exactly flames and flames on the side of my face definitely top three for tim curry performance oh, it's so good if you have not watched clue listener you should go watch Clue. It's got Tim Curry. It's got um, Doc Brown. Um, you probably won't recognize anybody else unless you've seen um, Martin Mull or um, fucking what's his name? Michael McKeon and something. But the two you'd probably recognize are Tim Curry and Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> But everybody in it is fantastic. It's very well acted. Leslie Ann Warren and the late great Madeline Kahn. Oh, I, I love I that love movie. It. Love the movie. Top five for me. So, uh, second one I went with was Grease Two. Really. <laughs> It's so bad that it's good. It's the best bad movie. Oh, it's so bad. But I did love it as a kid. I love it now. I still yeah. watch it. Reproduction. Oh, God, the reproduction song. Yeah, that's a good one. Between that and Do It For Our Country. Do It For The Country, yeah, yeah, yeah. For Our Country. <laughs> Uncle Sam wants us to... And score tonight. 
again songs that should not be listened to by small children but i first no. watched this movie when i was like six so <laughs> yeah <laughs> i used to run around the house singing score tonight not even knowing what it meant and, and reproduction well, I mean, score tonight was set was set in a bowling alley. So you were like, "Yeah, cool, yeah. we're gonna go bowling." <laughs> it actually, in a lot of ways, us. is more clever than Grease One, yeah, than the original Grease. Grease One, oh, the, the movie's ridiculous. <laughs> you know, but... Michelle Pfeiffer and cool writer. Cool writer. She was so beautiful in the movie. I mean, she was then... beautiful in almost every movie she did. She's still beautiful. What is it? Is it a is it a boy for all seasons? A girl for all seasons. Is it a girl for all seasons? Yeah. Oh, I'll be your girl for all seasons. That's what yeah. it is. And then turns into Michelle Flavor doing this solo. I'm like, why is nobody taking her to a psychiatric hospital? <laughs> she's <laughs> so she's... like, she just she just goes mental and starts singing by herself, and they're like, she wins. I'm like, um, maybe we should get her looked at. Nah, she's fine. She's clearly having a mental breakdown. She's fine. Okay. I mean, okay. Sure. <laughs> I didn't expect you to pull that one out, but sure. It's, it's just, it's so bad that I love it. It is bad. It is bad. But it is also good because it is bad. It's a B movie, and it's a it's a and a lot of B movies get cult classic status. So, yeah, yeah. I'd probably say it's a C movie. <laughs> it's it's not a good film, but I enjoy it so much. Oh God! One day I'll rewatch it. What's next for you? So next for me. Let's see, which one do I want to go with? My last two, I'm not sure if you would have seen. I'm going to go with uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Classic. I prefer Life of Brian, but... I do like the Life of Brian a lot, too, but I grew up with the Holy Grail, so it holds a very special place in my heart. Really, any of them... Any of them are good. Life of Brian, Meaning of Life, Holy Grail. You're gonna get. You're gonna have a good time. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so it's gonna be good stuff. With the coconuts. Oh, we. I mean, that's one of the things why I chose why why I, I because I watched it more because it was the thing that we watched when I was a kid. So like, it's one of the ones that I that I quote the most for no reason. You know. Yeah, the coconuts got two coconuts and you're banging them together <laughs> so are you suggesting coconuts migrate and then they just start talking about the differences in swallows you know oh well an african swallow sure but a european swallow or it could grip it by the husk it's not a question of where it grips it <laughs> <laughs> I haven't watched that movie in a lot in so long. You know, and the the when it comes back full circle, the bridge of death, and it's like, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? What kind of a swallow, an African or European? I don't know. 
the the the, the French the random French castle that they come across in seventh century England. God popping out of the clouds. What else is good? What isn't? Oh, the Black Knight is like amazing. There's yeah, there's so many good things in it. I'm invincible. You're a loony. Brave Sir Robin and his minstrels, the knights who say knee. Bring out your dead. I love it. But they're all great. Like, just the other day, one of the t-shirt sites that I still get messages or emails from, even though I haven't bought a shirt from them in like five years, it, it had one that was uh, the Grim Reaper pointing at a plate and it said beware the salmon moose <laughs> it's you know it's wafer thin you can, there's just so much quotable amusing stuff you don't even need to see the whole movie it's just you have the one thing and it triggers just a fit of giggles because it's so good there you go Monty Python movies those Classics. three love them so next one for me was a movie called Out Cold. Out Cold. It has Jason London, AJ Cook. Uh, I think it's one of the first films that had Zach. Jim Zach Galifianakis. Yes, that's it. American comedy about a group of snowboarders in Alaska. Why does this sound like vaguely familiar? Lee Majors is in this movie? Yeah. It's it's hilarious. David Koechner, Catherine Caroline Dobnos. They make random references to Casablanca. Yeah, that's in the freaking Wikipedia article here. Oh, it's like okay. It's like no, I'm just saying that they, it's it's even like the film presents itself as a parody of 1990s ski school movies and makes a number of references to the film Casablanca. It's like of of, of all the ski resorts in all of Alaska, why did she have to pick mine? Is <laughs> actually a line in the film. Okay, okay, I don't know this movie. Plus, it features Weezer's. Um... What's the song by Weezer? I love Weezer, but I can't think of the song for some reason. I don't see a Weezer song on the soundtrack. It's oh, Island in the Sun. Yes, it's Island in the Sun. Which is weird, because it's like it's such a big part of the movie, and it's not on the soundtrack. It says it right here. The Weezer song, Island in the Sun, plays an important part of the film, but it's left off of the soundtrack. Yeah, which makes no sense. God, this soundtrack is dated. I love that song. That's a fantastic album, by the way. Oh, I love Jimmy Eat World. Um, I, I call it by its original title, Bleed American. Yeah. Which had to be changed after 9 11. Um, but yeah, Hear You Me is one of my all time favorite songs. Hear You Me is, is a beautiful song. Jimmy Eat World is a fantastically good band. Yeah. Based on 49 reviews, the average rating is 2.9 out of 10. 
Oh, it's not like it's, it, 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 it was never going to win an Oscar. It says, a party movie that substitutes serves for snow out cold will leave viewers just that with its gross out humor and sophomoric plot. So what do you like about it then? Is this funny? I, just, I think it's just funny. Um, I mean, it's clearly it was never going to be like a critic's choice, but mm -hmm. there's just so much that happens in it. Like um, Zach, uh, I can never say his last name. Galifianakis. Yes, him and another guy that plays his brother. And they just, they play so many pranks on each other. There's one where they, they put him, they put him in the car because he's passed out drunk and they get people to spin the car because it, because it's ice everywhere. So they get him to spin it like, and then like yell and scream and get him to wake up like he thinks he was drinking and driving. And, and looking like they're all going to die. <laughs> and but he realizes that they did they played a prank on him. He just grabs his brother's head and starts bashing it into, into the steering wheel. <laughs> Plus, there's, there's, there's also a scene where he, he's in a hot tub and he's with another girl and like, like he looks like they're gonna have sex and he, she's like, no, that's enough and leaves. And he's like, no, no, come back, come back. And then he happens to line up with, uh, with the, uh, I'm tired, I can't think of the words. Hot tubs. What? The jets in the hot tubs. Oh, jacuzzi? Yeah, that kind of thing? A, I guess they're in a jacuzzi. But like he's like, oh, that, that feels good. And he hits the, uh, the, uh, the suction button by accident and gets stuck in there overnight. <laughs> well, I mean. Oh, it's like, I'm like, what is that sound? It's Disneyland fireworks. The, 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 first, the first line of the movie is like, um, so-and-so owned the resort. Like, he got the land the old-fashioned way. Stole it from the Eskimos. <laughs> and that's, like, the first time in the movie. <laughs> I think you're, you're like, of the two of us, the one who's allowed to laugh at that. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> you got it the old-fashioned way. Stole it from the Eskimos. I mean, that's, that <laughs> is the old-fashioned way. <laughs> it's like, the Eskimos have 27 words for snow. <laughs> They, don't they though? Isn't, isn't there like a shit ton of words in, in the Inuit language for snow? Yeah, there is a lot. But yeah, I, I just I love it. But like none for blue or something? You know what though? Language is developed based off of your experiences and if you don't experience a lot of blue but you experience a buttload of snow yes. then that's why that is. Okay, how cold? I recommend you try it. It's hilarious. I mean, why not? I don't know where you'd ever find it. I don't know if it's on any of the streamers. I have it on DVD. Where to watch out cold? I actually found it back when... I know we already talked about record stores, but there also used to be stores where you can rent movies for the younger listeners. <laughs> And I went to, we didn't have a blockbuster where we had, but they had a place called Midnight Video. And we went in and we rented that. 
we're like, yeah, we can't find anything else. So let's rent this. And then I, I went there and bought, they had a copy of it for like buy used and I bought it. I bought it used and I still have that DVD. It is on Prime Video for $4. No one, nowhere appears to have it for free, but I, I can, I can rent it. It's worth $4 to watch. I mean, I spent $4 to watch The Count of Monte Cristo the other day, so. So why not? Okay, I'm going to put that on this piece of paper here. Out cold. How's your check rewatch going? Did you finish it? Um, I, I ran out of time with it on Amazon Prime. And then it moved to HBO Max, and I've forgotten to pick it up there. So I'm halfway through the season finale of season three, when you can tell they thought it was going to be the actual series finale. Yeah. But then it got picked up again. Um, so I, I do need to, I do need to fix that. And you know, you know, it is funny that you mentioned Chuck, because I was thinking about Chuck when you said the whole thing about having however many words for snow because there's that one episode where big mike's like japanese has like 600 ways to say yes but no word for no and i was like there's a whole fucking tense for no (laughs) there's a word and then there's a way to make every verb into a negative so that's just wrong and it bothered me Time. And it's supposed to be wrong. Like it's obviously wrong, but still. I just thought about that. Alright, so you have one more? You... I did. I stopped myself with one more. Although we've mentioned a couple of the other ones that I would have said. And um again, I just picked the ones out of my top five movies that uh, aren't blockbusters like The Two Towers and Thor Ragnarok. So to round that out, we would have possibly my all-time favorite movie, which is The Princess Bride. Classic. Uh, you killed my I, <laughs> It is one of the most quotable movies ever. Again. Just... As you wish. The Battle of Wits. Battle of Wits, the whole... Nate and I were quoting it the other day and it was like who are you? No one of consequence. I must know. Get used to disappointment. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, alright. Like, do, do, do you want me to toss you down the rope? <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. It's like, I have some rope up here. But uh, God, what he said, you know, I think you'll expect my help. Accept my help because I'm only waiting around to kill you. That does put a damper on our relationship. <laughs> Did I give you my word as a Spaniard? No good. I know Spaniards. Yeah. Then what is it? <laughs> Mostly dead. Oh, like that scene is like 99% ad-libbed by Billy Crystal <laughs> and poor Carrie Elwes is there on the table trying not to fuck <laughs> up the take because <laughs> he can't move because yeah, he's mostly I, dead. I, I, I bought- I bought his book that was about Princess Bride. Yeah, I bought the audio book I had that he, he did the reading of. Nate and I were listening to it when we were driving. Rodents, rodents of unusual size. 
rodents of unusual <laughs> the drunk guy the drunk man of short stature <laughs> who almost didn't show up on time because he was arrested <laughs> for being in like a bar brawl <laughs> the night before the, uh, the, the, the clergyman oh Peter Cook as the impressive clergyman it's written that way in the book yeah but nobody yeah, knew that he was going to put that voice on it. Because he could have just said Melage. Yeah. He could have just been somebody who just couldn't say ours. But instead we got Ballage. <laughs> Ballage is what brings us together oh, today. The whole thing about... Um, like, even, even the more serious moments of, like, to the pain. <sighs> and then the thing with Andre the Giant. It's like. <laughs> we kill each other as God intended. Sportsman like. <laughs> In inconceivable. Inconceivable? I don't think you know. I you keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. <laughs> the six fingered man. He's like, he's all, he's so, he's so like thoughtful and caring about, about Humbert Inc. And he's like, get some rest. If you haven't gotten your health, you haven't got anything. It's just this weird dichotomy about how he's going to go down and torture Wesley in the pit of despair. Oh, it's so good. The, the dread pirate Roberts and the, the whole, the wheelbarrow and the, Holocaust coat, cloak and lighting him on fire. Did uh, did you watch the? I think it was on Hulu when they tried to redo it with for like COVID. No, I I it heard was, about that. It was a it was a political fundraiser, and it was like the cast reading, right? Yeah, but it wasn't. I don't even think all the cast took part. It was like random people. Hmm. It, it wasn't. Maybe good. that's something else then. Yeah, I know. Uh, Princess Bride. Let me see. Princess Bride who? Was I seeing it? No, what was that one that was only around for like six months? Oh, Quibi? Watch on phones. Yeah, I think it was on Quibi. Home movie, The Princess Bride. Celebrities quarantined during the COVID-19 pandemic used their smartphones to recreate scenes from The Princess Bride. It was bad. It's got uh, so Josh Gad, Pedro Pascal, Chris Pine. And they got a lot of people, but it was just, it was bad. I did not see that. You could see him. Carrie Elvis was involved, but he did Humperdinck. Brandon Routh apparently was Princess Buttercup. Like they, a lot of people apparently were doing different roles. Yeah. Like they, There's like they six Wesleys. But yeah, I, it was bad. Well, I will not go look for it because it will just make me angry. But like, God, there was something, there was some some post that was on some fucking website and it was like movies that could be remade today and they put the Princess Bride on there and I'm like, no, no. no. You'll never recreate that. Never be remade. 
you will never capture that again. You'll it'll never happen. It it just it hasn't aged. Like it it's aged beautifully. It's like just watch the original. The 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 thing that's aged the most is um um Fred Savage and <laughs> and that's it. It's just because he's not a child anymore. But then they got to go and parody it in Deadpool. So Yes. That's just worth it. All right. So we're closing on 90 minutes. So let's do my last one. Okay. Uh, which was Eurotrip. So Eurotrip I know about. But I have not seen it. I, I need to look this up. So good. No, that's not the right freaking word. Google. Eurotrip. Okay, so Eurotrip came out a couple years after Matt, Out Cold. Matt Damon has a cameo in it. Matt Damon, Michelle Trattenberg, Christian Crook. But who the hell is everybody else? He's in like one scene. Well, it was Google that did that. Okay. Uh, he is... None of the actor other than Michelle Trackenberg. He's like eighth scene. build. So... Okay. But he's in one scene. He plays a singer. It's, it's the main song of the film is like a song called Scotty Doesn't Know. Scotty Doesn't Know? Yeah. Have I heard that song? Maybe. That sounds really familiar. So why do you like this movie then? Again, it's just, I just find it's funny. <laughs> it's just... I, I like ridiculous movies. It has a brother okay. and sister who kissed by accident. God, I remember when this movie came out. <laughs> There's a scene where right after the, the twins kiss, because they're too, they're so drunk that they don't realize. Next morning he's like, Can I see your, your travel guide? And he's like, Oh, here, here, here's a fun fact about this place. You kissed your sister. Oh. <laughs> Wait. I'm gonna ask you about a movie that I'm pretty sure you've seen, and I just want your I want your opinion on it. Um Take Me Home Tonight. I didn't love it. <laughs> I knew you would have seen it. But you didn't love it? That's the reaction that you're giving it? Not like, wow, that was horrible, but I didn't love it. I mean, I had a lot of bad tasting movies. That's why I asked. It's because not to be an asshole, but kind of also being an asshole. Some of the, the last two movies you've given me have given me this kind of vibe. Only this is clearly, you know, a movie made in the 2010s about the movie, about the 80s. So it's not the, quite the same thing, but they, they kind of have that same kind of... I mean, this one has a character who fights a guy who's dressed as a robot. In Eurotrip or in Take Me Home? In Eurotrip. No, not in Take Me Home tonight. Dressed as a robot. Yeah, so like a street performer, and because they're they're in the line to go to the Louvre, 
and there's a street performer acting like a robot. So one of the characters steps out of line and starts acting like a robot and starts getting people start giving him money instead of the guy dressed like a robot. And then they get into a fight. Like they're fighting, they're moving as slow as robots do. Like they'll only do like robot movement as they're fighting. I'm going to find the scene and send it to you. I mean, it sounds funny in my head. And you clearly enjoy it because you're laughing while you're telling me about it. <laughs> I, I, I'm horrible at trying to be like, you're shit and a robot. <laughs> you're not a robot. Ow, my robot balls. Yes. You're that is you're a picture you're... on IMDb. It's one of the, the screenshots from it. They're like, here's a scene from it. It's ow, my robot balls. <laughs> I mean, this picture is funny. <laughs> robot mime. Oh, there's the kiss between siblings. It has so many good moments. Like at the very beginning, when um, Kristen Kirik, who plays uh, Nana Lang in Smallville, mm -hmm. uh, she, she goes and she, she breaks up the main character and she goes, Where's your letterman jacket? He's like, This isn't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reacting to you. But I don't know why that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> you have to see the scene. <laughs> I guess it definitely needs context that I currently do not have. Well, it, it implies that she's cheating on him with like a lot of different people. Oh. So she gives him back the Letterman jacket, and he goes, "This isn't mine because she's cheating on him. It's somebody." Okay, 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 okay. Now I've made the connections to yes. things. Okay. Okay. Okay, yeah, that could be funny. Yeah. Well, okay, I'll write that down. Euro trip. I don't know if that's on any streamers either. I have that on DVD too. Prime. Prime video, Euro trip, watch now. $2.30. Ah, even cheaper. Do I want to spend $2.30 on this? When they say customers who watch this item also watched Road Trip, American Pie, Grandma's Boy, Road Trip Unrated. I like two of those, two of three of those, two out of three of those movies. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, 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 not another teen movie. That's a winner, though. Not another teen movie. That's a class. That, that's worth a list. A watch. Or parody from Starting from Dawn. Role Models. I do like Role Models. It does also suggest Days and Confused. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay, okay, Classic. okay. Old School. I think Old School is overrated. Um, oh, Animal House. Deuce Bigelow, 21 Jump Street, 
okay, so there's like there's like some stuff that may that I might be able to find it amusing because I like some of those. Mean Creek. Mean Creek. He's in Mean Creek. Mean Creek. The, those were the four I chose. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I can see you choosing those. They all seem like you. <laughs> Don't mean that in a negative way. Ridiculous movies. Kind of all ridiculous. No, but I mean, like Empire Records. Empire Records is a classic. I don't care what it says. I thought I thought I would go with some Kevin Smith. But I don't know if Kevin Smith counts as cult. Oh, it totally does. You think Kevin Smith's film still? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I thought about the Mallrats. Mallrats, Clerks, Chasing Amy, Chasing Amy. There's a movie that doesn't didn't age well. No, it did not. I don't know if I can count Kevin Smith because he got really popular. Yeah, but I mean, like. Same with Quentin Tarantino. I don't know if I can count him. But I think I think like, that there at, are at things. At what point does do their film stop being called classics? Right. There's going to be still some that are called classics. Like I would even argue that you could probably say that, like. Pulp Fiction is still a cult classic. Reservoir Dogs is definitely a cult classic. Reservoir Dogs is a like Pulp Fiction may have been that one that made Quentin Tarantino more of a household name, like, but it, it wasn't Jackie really Brown in as cult. Yeah, probably because I was going to say that it really wouldn't be until like Kill Bill that he kind of went beyond that. Yeah, I can I can agree with that. So like, even though those were popular movies and they're movies that that have a lot of longevity they still have a cult feel to them but kill bill doesn't like kill bill is not that it's it's gone now you're not gonna you're never gonna say django unchained is is a cult classic or whatever the newest one was i don't would be cult would be cult classics i think so i don't think kevin smith clerks definitely is I don't think Dogma is one that's particularly popular. Yeah. I think Kevin Smith himself got popular, but I think the the, the content he creates is low budget big profits. It's but it's culty. Yeah. Like it's definitely cult classic y stuff. I'm excited. Um Degrassi, the next generation. Because, like, you think about... Yeah, I guess he's popular, but his movies are probably... Yeah. Like, I'm trying to figure out why people know him. I think it's just James Island Bond is larger than life, but his movies are, have, like, a certain... Right. Power. Like, like he's got... It, yeah, because you've got... What, what other things do we have here? People, even if you don't know his movies, you, most people know James Island Bond. And I think that he had a time... Like there was a stretch of time where where Kevin Smith was was bigger in in movie, in in like what he was making and 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 then he kind of everything else that he's done since then or a lot of what he's done since then is is like recalling back to the cult classic type of days where you know we've got apparently we're getting a Clerks three, and we had another Jay and Silent Bob movie a couple of years ago yeah. that I missed uh, the reboot which was hilarious. 
I would I should probably watch that because I I do like Jay and Silent Bob. I went and saw Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. I Jane Silent Bob Strike Back is it's a movie that's for Kevin Smith fans only. Absolutely. And even then you're like somebody who didn't know Kevin Smith films and they're like, this is No no I'm laughing like crazy. But then he also wrote Jersey Girl. So you know I love Jersey Girl. Oh god. Jersey Girl gets a bad rap. Uh, for reasons that are valid. But you know why you love you know you know why you love Jersey Girl? Liv Tyler. She doesn't hurt him. She doesn't hurt the film. <laughs> I mean looking through I, I would probably say the only film he has I didn't really care for was Zachary Moore and Nicole Point. Zach and Mary. Zach and Mary was a movie I watched once. I enjoyed the experience, and I have no desire to see it again. I guess I would say that. I didn't like Coppo, but that's not what I mean. You just threw it. Like, it was funny. I love Red State. I've apparently looked at Red State recently because it's like indicated as a link on uh, MDB that I've, I've clicked recently, but I don't think I've ever watched it. So, I'll be, I think that's good for today. I think we had some good discussion. We did, and here I am just thinking about other movies that are I'm like, if it were earlier, we could talk about, we could talk about one of my, my next ones. We could talk about um, uh, Scott Pilgrim. Or... Oh, but we so won't. Many, like, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. I actually don't like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Seriously? Yeah. I get it. I understand why people do. Just for some reason, it's just never been anything that, that I connected with. That's okay, though. We'll just stop it on that. We'll leave it on that disappointing moment. That disappointing note that Fishty doesn't like Rocky Horror. <laughs> you're allowed. Uh, but thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you're, you're the first guest on the rebranding. Rebranding? Yeah, you didn't notice on Twitter? I, I switched it to the Let's Talk with Eric. I did not notice. <laughs> Hold on a second. There it is. Uh, let's talk uh, with Eric. Let's talk with Eric now. Because <laughs> Jerry's never on it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't record with Jerry. He'll still be you, a guest. He's you don't come on as a guest. <laughs> you don't record with Jerry, and he doesn't record with anybody else. I record with you and Ari way more than I record with Jerry. That is true. Well, yeah. uh, you know, I thanks for having me on the the first episode of Let's Talk yeah. with Eric. Yeah, episode one of Let's Talk with Eric. Excellent. I I feel honored. I'll let you go though. The first what? episode was going to be on Taylor Swift, but Molly got sick. Oh well, so I wasn't supposed to be the first episode. First okay. Episode <laughs> you're, you're first by default. Nobody can ever take that away from you. I lucked out. I lucked in the first place. Yeah, nobody can take that away from you. That's... Thanks. <laughs>
<laughs> have a good night. Thanks for joining me. You too. You're welcome. <laughs> Whatever. Guest number one. In the <laughs> Talk to you later. See you later. Bye. listening and thanks to Fishy for joining me today. I always have a great time talking with her. You can follow her over on Twitter at Masquerade Redux and over on Twitch where she streams pretty much every day. You can follow her at twitch.tv slash And you can now follow the podcast at Let's Talk W Eric and follow myself at Eric Mitch. Be sure to check out our show notes for the recommendations for what we're watching, reading, listening, and so on. And we hope to see you next time.